to the Beer Conspiracy Show. It's a comedy podcast where three best buds sit around and talk about the supernatural, conspiracy theories, true crimes, and more. Pretty much anything weird. Now, we tend to pull no punches, so a mature listening audience is advised. But if you like to have a good time, then crack open a cold one. Pull up a chair and hang out with the boys of the Beer Conspiracy Show. John basically moved his family here from North Carolina. He was a very upstanding citizen. They uh, you know, were farmers, they were tobacco farmers, and they were just trying to raise a family, and, and they started having these odd things happen. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Beer Conspiracy Show. We're your hosts. I'm Aaron. Dirty T. I'm Sean. There you go. Now he had two syllables. He finally I'm realized it. Oh, so yeah. I'm Sean. <laughs> All right, guys. Dirty D ain't here with us tonight, so we're going to skip Dirty D's Dirty News. This is just a brother's episode. We're brothers. Tonight, I'm going to be talking about the Bell Witch Haunting. <laughs> all right so let me go ahead and start it by saying this is the one of the most famous american hauntings it's a really good one because we have a whole lot more like hundreds of witnesses to it even a future president witnessed this post malone I'm sorry. When I mean when I say future, I'm talking about like that time. Ah. There was a future president that witnessed it. So, of course, you can always trust the president. Oh, and it's also one of the only hauntings where a homicide is actually attributed to the entity. It's a little harder to refute this one because, like I said, hundreds of witnesses to the paranormal attack. So let's go ahead and we'll get into it. Did they ever find out what Amityville Horror House did? Indian burial ground. Fake. Fake. Oh, okay. Thank you. I don't want to say fake because I would love to do that episode, but I'm sure we'll talk about the fakeness on that episode. Cool. Well, so you know, October's that. coming up. Oh, yeah. You know, pumpkin spice. Yeah. Monstoberfest yeah. Yeah, we'll is coming have up. Have some pumpkin lattes. No. <laughs> Maybe pumpkin beers. Shit, I bet you'd love it. And you just. Pumpkin lot? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> So, our story is going to begin in North Carolina in the late 1700s with a guy named John Bell Sr. He marries a girl named Lucy, only 12 years old at the time. He's 32. Mm, I thought he'd be like at most 25. Can I get a beer that's not of one of the... Of course he can. Another one. Two. So, John Bell's got a nice size farm in North Carolina. He's got a nice piece of land there, but... So while all of his surrounding neighbors' farms are growing abundantly in crops and stuff, his can't grow shit. So his crops are failing. I mean, his livestock contract disease. They think the land is cursed because I'm... Man, that fucking sucks. Can't grow anything. You're like putting in real money and like putting in work. Well, it's your whole life. It is your whole life. That sucks. 
So John uproots Lucy and their three kids at the time. They make their way to Tennessee, and they settle near the Red River. I think it's today called Adams, Tennessee, maybe? And they have four more kids, um, and they found a real sweet spot to live How many at. total kids do they have right now? Honestly, I don't know. I keep hearing six to seven to nine, so let's just go with like a seven and a half. If you're broke as fuck, stop making kids, right? No, they don't have condoms. Uh, what are you going to do? Stop having sex. If, you're crazy. You're just crazy. If your farm is booming, like, wife, you better spread them cheeks. We need more. This guy has 12 babies broke, and it's a good di- idea to have more babies. Yes. That's so stupid. they found a sweet place to live. So John clears the land. He uses that timber to build a pretty nice-ass like a two-story cabin, I think. It's pretty big. His crops start to thrive. He's adding on to his land all the time. He eventually ends up with 320-acre farm. Good deal. I'm rooting for him. And he's killing it. Starts growing. All his... He's got the three C's. He grows cotton, corn, cocaine, tobacco. Oh, what? By 1816, he's one of the wealthiest men in the area. And he's very well respected. They make him one of the church elders. He's very well respected in this area. Everything's going so well for the Bell family that it seems like nothing could go wrong. Until it does. One day, John Bell was out walking his land thinking, God damn, I'm so fucking cool. And I'm the best farmer ever, even though the slaves do all the work. He does have slaves. What year is this? 1816. I think you said that once. I did. Yep. Just then, he sees a big fucking dog sitting in his cornfield staring at him. Not anything unusual, because, I mean, this is newly settled land. You see animals and shit that you don't know what it is all the time. It's not that big of a deal. But this dog was huge, and it seemed kind of twisted, built wrong or something, put together wrong. And it also had the head of a rabbit. Mm, Don't like this. I don't like it. Nope. So John <laughs> did have his gun with him, so nice. his Smart thought guy. was, I'm going to shoot, shoot this fucking dog. <laughs> and it just vanished. Oh. Yeah. When he shot at it, it vanished. Crazy, right? So he wouldn't be the only person to see strange animals. A slave named Dean said a big black dog would follow him when he went to visit his wife for a little bit of the old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dean. Oh, it smells so ripe tonight <laughs> so on multiple walks around the property john's daughter betsy and her brother saw unexplainable things on one occasion john's son drew saw a huge crazy looking bird like something bigger than big bird <laughs> big pterodactyl bird. yeah so another time betsy saw a woman on the edge of the property and when she went to go try and talk to her the lady just vanished so another time they felt as though, so it's Betsy and another one of her brothers. They're walking along a trail. All of a sudden, they feel like all the energy has been sucked out of their bodies. And then the clouds go black. Like it's about to storm its ass off but real fast. And then up ahead on the trail, they see something green swinging in a tree. When they get a little bit closer, they Nighttime? see. Huh? Nighttime? Yeah. No, I mean, it's dark because the clouds. But no, it's during the day. They walk a little bit closer. They see that's a woman in a green dress, and she has tears streaming down her face. So they get scared as fuck, and they run away. 
and they turn around and the woman just disappeared. So there was just somebody hanging there, but ghosts. And like I said, you could put the sightings of the animals out of your mind because, I mean, they don't know every animal that's in this area. They're new to it. But how do you put, like, the apparitions out of your head? So the next thing that happened was that the family started hearing weird knocks and scratching noises at night outside. Now we're at night time. <laughs> so they hear shit at night outside their house, like knocking on their on the walls and scratching and stuff. And then later, it makes its way to the roof and they just hear loud banging like somebody's up on the roof at night. So now John and his older sons would go outside but they never saw anything that would make the noise. Then it got to the children would hear rats gnawing on their bedposts at night. They'd scream and the, the adults would come in with candles and stuff. Nothing there. I mean, there's no scratch marks on their bedposts or anything. So where are these noises coming from? And then getting a little bit weirder, they heard sounds of lip smacking and gasping as if someone's being choked. So like... <laughs> Then it got to be sounds of dogs snarling, chains rattling the floor, and sounds of ducks ducking. Yeah, like I'm just like there's twelve kids, so there's like twelve kids. Nine, seven, maybe. Let's just go with seven. So everyone's having one experience, and they're putting together a. No, everybody's having these experiences the same. Mm, Something Mm -hmm. weird is going on here. That's what I'm thinking for sure. If I had if I had to guess, I would think something it's something weird. weird. <laughs> so by eighteen eighteen, things start turning physical, mainly against little bitty Betsy. The sheets we would be pulled off her at night, and something would pull her hair. While she would try to resist the hair pulling, something would slap her in her goddamn face. One night, John goes into Betsy's room to put her back to bed. Her hair's in knots. Her face is covered in welts. He leaves the room only to hear the shrieks of Betsy again. And he goes back in and she's cowering in her bed, holding her ear so hard and blood soaked hands. Poor little girl. I don't like. No. Don't like. No. She's probably like 12, 11, 12, 12, 13 at this time. That's a baby still. Yeah. All right. So then they begin to communicate with whatever it is. It begins with low whispers. Can't make it out. And then they use knocks to communicate with it. So after this has gone on for a whole year, John never tells anybody in the community. He tells his family, don't tell anybody about what's going on. They try to pretend like nothing's happening. I wouldn't be able to not tell. I'll be at church. I'm like, hey. Well, no, I mean, just think you're one of the coolest guys in the community. You want to be like, yeah, there's a fucking devil in my house. People are going to be like, ew, you're not cool anymore. Right? Yeah, I guess that was just not who I am. So I can't really... Get behind that. Well, after his children started getting hurt, that you but he, do the he same built, thing. He built the house, so yeah. it's, it's not haunted. Yeah, I mean, so nobody died there. What is it? Another one. So he enlists the help of his neighbor slash friend slash Reverend James Johnston. Now James and his wife tell John they're good friends. Yeah, bro, we'll come stay the night. James recites Bible verses to dispel whatever is causing the shit going on in the house. So. While he's doing that, nothing strange is happening, so they're just thinking, these guys are crazy, nothing's really going on. So they go to bed, job well done. They fix the problem. But as they all went to bed, James and his wife have the sheets pulled off of them, and then they hear a loud scream coming from Betsy's room. After struggling to open the door, they finally bust through there. They see Betsy's hair being pulled up. She's slapped seven times in the face, and she's dragged across the floor. 
So James, again, he starts spouting his Bible verses, but nothing's working. <sighs> yeah. So they hear whispering in James's voice, mocking him. Later, this thing starts to call him, oh, sugar mouth. So James tells John, dude, you need to tell the community what's going on. Here oh, yeah. I cannot handle this. This is not Be better. Yeah. This is not something I take care of by myself. He, and they want to come at it with full force. I think they're Baptist from the whole Baptist community. We need all these blacks like no, Damn. They need all these yeah. Hulk Baptists. Hogan's Baptist. Six foot eight. I don't know. Something. Six foot eight? Mm, probably not anymore. Really? He's 240. I knew a guy sure. that was six foot seven. 240. The biggest <laughs> fucking guy I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a guy six foot seven. It's intimidating. And he was so so nice. I've seen skinny, you know, his head touching the roof, like at a regular this you know, was a hospital big, building. Big black dude, and he was huge, and he was the <laughs> sweetest guy I've ever known. Oh, what did he? Um, is it, did he go to the Green Mile? I don't want no. My, he's, don't, he's fine. My boss. He's fine. Don't put me in the dark. I was afraid of the dark. <laughs> don't. Jeez, <laughs> I'm scared of the dark. I bet you've seen that three times. I've seen that a shitload. God, I've only seen it once. It's too sad. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening becomes pretty famous, and everyone's starting to hear the story of the bells and their haunting. So people start to flock to see what all the fuss is about. People would go stay the night there, and John would make them beds out of straw. Watch my little baby get slapped around. Right. Well, no, it's just like, first it would be like the church community coming in to see everybody's hearing this saging shit going on trying to another work but like after giving it so much attention and stuff it gets more energy then it starts talking to yeah it. that's earlier more you, vocal. Uh, yeah we did that not, in yeah. the uh you like the you said they started communicating i was like i think that makes it worse oh yeah with the battersea poltergeist that's what talked about yeah so yeah it starts to become more vocal people start asking questions they're like who are you what do you want it answers i'm a spirit i was once very happy but have been disturbed that was pretty nice (laughs) so everyone who gets i mean everybody's asking the same thing like who are you what do you want everybody's it's giving everybody different answers like it's Mm. just fucking with people the voice is that of a woman. She's actually very smart. She can quote the Bible. She can sing hymns. She takes, like I said, she takes to call on James Johnson, the Reverend neighbor slash friend slash best buddy ever, old sugar mouth. She loves to gossip and she tattles on the, all the neighbors. She plays pranks one time. So two reverends. I think this settlement had like three reverends or something. So two of them come over. She's able to quote the sermons that each gave that day. The strange thing is they gave their sermons same time of the day, 13 miles apart at the same time. Somehow she can be at two places at once and know what's, she's spouting it word for word what they're saying. Same time of the day, 13 miles apart. So like I said, she loves to play pranks. One prank was, so they ask, why are you here? She tells John, John asks her, why are you here? She claims her bones have been disturbed. So that kind of makes sense because a few... That was my first guess. Like A few the years before this happened, John and his wife or John and his family had found a burial mound. <sighs> John. The adults are smart. They don't fuck with it. Oh. When, you know oh. how most people... Yeah, yeah, yeah Or yeah. we see it in the movie. Everybody's fucking with it. Yeah. They were smarter back then. Yeah. They don't fuck with that kind of shit because they think... 
I mean, they're aware of the Indians and their burial yeah. mounds and how they're going to fucking... And the Giants, remember, guys? And the episode. Giants. <laughs> Insert episode yeah. number. So, yeah, the adults don't fuck with it. But John's sons went back, young sons. They go back to that burial mound, and one of John's sons and his friends, because they are stupid, they dig up the mound looking for treasure only to find bones. They did bring a jawbone home, and the friend dumb fuck decides to throw it against the wall and a tooth comes out and it falls between the floorboards Mm, 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 mm. so the entity told john that and john's searching and searching for this tooth the whole family searching for this tooth but nobody could find the tooth and then after a couple months of looking and stuff i don't know how long it was but i mean the entity one day Starts laughing at him and calls him a dumbass. And he's like, mm. I'm not connected to that tooth. Come on. Oh, man. I would have been yelling at my wife and kids. Yeah. Buy that fucking tooth. I got yeah, it. That's when you start hitting your kids. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking for a reason. <laughs> so another time the ghost gave an answer when asked who she was. She finally told old Sugar Mouth the truth because she deemed him like trustworthy he was the best at spouting all his bible verses and stuff she Mm -hmm. says i am kate bat's witch a full-blown witch not a ghost kate bat's witch so she says she intends to kill john who she calls old jack so kate bats who's kate batch kate bats is a fucking bitch she's nowadays what we call karen She's not only a huge bitch, but she's a Big hefty bitch. lady. She's a very stocky. She can hold her ground. So she's like one of the only people around who has anything bad to say about John or the Bells. So Kate's husband, he's running the farm and stuff. He had his legs crushed by a falling tree. So he's an invalid at this time. So she starts running the farm. Dude, she's a fucking terror. Anytime like she's dealing with any kind of man or anything, she's... She thinks they're trying to screw her over because she's a woman, so she just acts out like any Karen would these days. She just, fuck you, bitch, you're trying to fuck me over. And this the wife? That. Yeah. Okay. Kate Batch, she's running the farm. I'm now, just so sure. She's, she's acting as the man running her own farm, which women don't do. She's like the, the vampire lady I told you. I don't know. Just in charge and very high, gets high strung. Women can't handle it. They can't handle the, the power. Yeah, they can't handle the power. Yeah. The Tower of Power. So, so there's a ta- witch. We're talking about Kate Bats right now. Is she a real person? She or is a real person. Like so in the community? Kate, yeah. She's John's neighbor. And when I say neighbor, I mean like all these Six farms. Six miles are away. So, He's got a lot of land. Yeah. All these farms are spread Texas out. Style. Yeah. Tennessee style. Yeah. Yeah. Eight, but, early 1800s style where yeah. everybody's fucking spread out. So she is John's neighbor. And John being a big church guy, I mean, he's a, a town elder. Oh, no. I'm going right there. And not being kind. No, he is kind. He wants to help her out. I mean, her husband's been crushed. He's walk. He's kind of like that. Uh, the Burger King kid. Remember him in the wheelchair? What in the wheelchair? No. The Burger was King, that like Burger King Club? twenty years ago or something? Yeah, you remember the Burger King Club? Oh, he's on the I bag. His, his, he, name comes was, in, his name like, was Wheels or something. <laughs> yeah, he comes into like the bag. Yeah. Like, so, I like, didn't. I have. I haven't thought about that. In a her long. husband's like him. So Jesus, John, little go- like go- big old goggles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Everything. Damn. Well, he he went real fast. It gets bugs oh, in oh, his yeah. eyes. So he wore, <laughs> go- he wore goggles and Dang, stuff. That's so crazy. 
he offers to buy this little piece of land that's right next to his land. She doesn't use it or anything. He offers to buy that little piece of land that borders his. Now, she doesn't want to sell it. So he's like, okay, how's about I loan you $100 and I'll let you use one of my slaves to help you around your farm. She says, she finally says, okay. So John ends up clearing the timber from that land. He sells it. He makes a good chunk of change. Then when her first payment is due, she finds out that when they wrote the bill of sale for this land, he didn't put any interest. He didn't write what the interest was on that piece of land. Come to find out, it was fucking high as shit, 20%, which is very high. Aaron doesn't do math. 20 is a lot. A lot. It right? is a lot. I've yeah. heard that's it's like a, a lot. It's like a fifth. If I had to guess, two zero, a lot, a lots of money. So she's fucking mad. She starts publicly shaming him. She brings it in front of the church, and that's higher than what the church is like comfortable with or okay with like they get involved in this kind of shit they don't go that high as far as interest is concerned so they excommunicate him from the church man i would have beat that i would have like her slapping my daughter like a little girl i, I would have been done with his daughter i would have been i thought she did witchcraft but this is before all that <laughs> i thought like so um, the slapping of her daughter hasn't actually taken place yet sorry. anyway so they excommunicate him for usury which is making unfair loans and kind of fucking people over. And for coveting his neighbor's land. It's bad. You don't do that. So everyone in the community already thought that Kate was a witch. Because I mean. Because she's a witch. No. Because she's uh, just like a strong opinionated woman. She can take care of herself. Uh, which men look down upon at this point. They have stories of her. They said something about like a. Uh, she would ask women for brass pins, which I don't really know what it is. I think it's like some kind of hairpin, which witches do, which as a point to take control of a woman. And then there was also this story. So this girl was churning butter for like two hours. Butter's not coming. I and bet a man could do it like half hour. That's a long time to be churning butter. And nothing's coming well, up. Well, a man could go. And the girl that churning butter, Kate Batts was around at the time. They already thought she was a witch. So this girl, she takes a hot poker and she plunges it in the butter. And then she goes to Kate Bat's house later and she sees that Kate's got a burnt hand. So Kate Bat's was effing with the butter. Right. I don't know if it's a true story or not, but people thought that. This is what it is written. Yeah. If As it is written, so it is yes. said. Okay, so. Back to future time. <laughs> yep. So they begin to call the entity Kate. She answers to Kate or old Kate, just like old Kate Betts. So one of the people that go to see the haunting is Betsy's teacher, 31-year-old Richard Powell. He goes to the Bells to check on his student. But her mom starts talking up Betsy because Betsy, I got her period and she's ready for a courting. She's about 15 years old at this time, so she's ready to be married off. But she's been talking to 20-year-old Josh Gardner. He asked her to get married. They become engaged. Okay, so Richard Powell's at the house. Just then again, they hear Betsy scream. Richard and the family go check on Betsy. She's trying to cover her face from all the goddamn slapping she's getting. She's So she's trying to cover her face, and just then her arms are pulled up. She's pinned above her head. And then there's some kind of sounds of hawking loogies. <laughs> yeah, I fucking know what a loogie yeah. sounds like. 
So that was kind of weird. <laughs> so the thing would even attack Betsy when she was outside of the house, too. They sent her parents sent her. So this is going on for years. They thought, let's send her out of the house. Let her go to her friend's house. They've got a family. She's fucking, she can't sleep a full night. So she can't. Like getting the shit kicked out of her. Yeah. So they sent her to a friend's house. And same shit happens. She gets slapped there, too. So this thing is following her. And poor little Betsy. Yeah, poor Betsy. It's kind of around this time that Betsy is starting to be blamed for causing the witch just because it's attacking her. But nobody can explain how she's doing it and how the witch. How how are you doing? How are you beating the shit out of yourself? They're like, oh, you're a ventriloquist. You can throw your voice and this and that. But I mean, how can you explain Betsy knowing things that nobody could know? Like when people would go visit the house. The witch knows the names of those people, like, automatically. How do you explain her reciting the two uh, reverends? I wish Dirty D was here. He could explain how this is going on. Well, he would try. I mean, you can't explain that kind of shit. She knows, the witch knows a lot of shit that Betsy just could have no idea of knowing. All right, so they're still getting visitors all the time. Everybody wants to witness the witch. And she's talking to people, so you got all these witnesses. So... They get a visit from the future U.S. president, Andrew Jackson. Damn, our 15th? I don't remember. <laughs> I thought um, you were the history no, major. Not 15th. Aaron has a, he has a history and major. I'm going to say 5th. Cool. Look it up. All right. Thomas Jefferson was 3rd. He did the Louisiana Purchase in 1803. Best purchase ever. Oh, yeah. Andrew Jackson fought the... Battle of New Orleans in 1810. We are in 1817. Mm, I need to read about that one. Seventh president. I was close. Oh, another one. I want this drink and another one. All right. So Andrew Jackson is from Tennessee. I think his he had some property not too far from Red River where they live. And then also like two or three. I think it was three of John Bell's sons actually fought with him in New Orleans. So they know... Andrew Jackson. I'm so, imagining Andrew Jackson with like a belt across his chest. Dude, he's fucking <clears throat> badass. With a cross on every shotgun shell and the no shells shot, are... No shotguns back then. Oh. That, I don't even know what the fuck is he carrying. Cross we're on still a pistol? Mus- we're still musket. Musket? No revolvers? No. Nah, well, no. They got pistols. A, a little little ball? Little, yeah. We're still, big, like we're still ball. doing that ball and musket. Yeah. Ah. But I mean, this dude is... Andrew Jackson is one of the most badass fucking people so andrew jackson hears about this fucking witch in tennessee and he wants to go see it about to kick that witch's ass yeah so on his trip there he's with a bunch of his guys with a bunch of his boys slash soldiers and their wagon just stops the wheels won't move the horses won't move they're trying to push it nothing's going on so andrew jackson inflation andrew Jack- <laughs> andrew jackson is like that this must be the witch and just then from the woods, they hear cackling, and that says, All right, General, let the wagons move. That was pretty good. That was good. I like I enjoyed it. <laughs> so <laughs> Finally, they make it to Bell's farm, and they're invited to dinner, because, I mean, this is a fucking one of the greatest generals we've ever had. 
<laughs> so one of the guys that's with Jackson claims to be a witch hunter. He's claimed I've killed so many witches. I've got this big, he's got a big ass yeah, gun fuck. with him. He wants a promotion. Yeah, well, no, he's just like, too. he's got several bullets. I've killed so many witches. I got a cat's tail that with me that will warn me if a witch is nearby. Sounds like a psycho ass fuck. Yeah. So after they get to the house, they're having dinner with the bells. Nothing's going on. There's no witch or any, they, nothing shady or anything. So that night, Jackson hopes the witch would show up because just to shut the fucking witch hunter in quotes, witch hunter up because he's <laughs> just been like, ah, I kill witches for breakfast. Just then, the witch laughs and tells the witch hunter to fire because she's been standing behind him the whole time. So he just starts firing, shooting his guns. Thankfully, nobody gets hit. The witch hunter gets scared. He runs out of there. But I mean, I know he's full of shit. Yeah. 100%. Jackson himself hears this voice talking to him. So. You, cool, can't, cool, cool. you can't trust a U.S. president. Who can you trust? Wait, we can trust him that it's haunted 100% for sure. Exactly. All right. So around December 1820, John starts to get really sick. He's been dealing with some kind of mouth troubles ever since the first the witch first arrived. And it's just progressively gotten worse. So his tongue would swell up and get hard as a rock. Me too, sometimes. Solid as a rock. Yep. But it's his tongue. Oh. You got, yeah, you got rock hards in your mouth? Mm, nope. But it would make it really hard for him to talk or eat. It's time to move. They say there's like a visible fungus in the back, like in the back of his throat or on the back of his tongue. So something's going on with him. So one day, it's like really bugging him. But he's still got to work the farm. So he's out in the pig pen with one of his sons. Got nineteen kids. He just <laughs> how does it progressively get more? He's got seven, <laughs> and like some of them are like acres. six. But one of the kids is like six years old. So. Wait, well, one of the older kids holds another one as a as a hoe. Nah, it don't work like that. So they're in the pig pen with one of his son. Just then, his shoes fly off while he's on standing on them. While he's in standing them, on them, in them. And so he's got to walk through all this pig slop and through the mud trying to get his shoes back on. He finally gets them. He ties them on super tight and then flew off again. This guy has been doing this for like years. So he's wearing old. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> we all wear shoes. For I years. know. Yeah. I've been wearing. I'm talking about like the haunting. He's been going through this for years and he's old and he's tired. His fucking tongue is rock hard. So this guy, Fuck he's it. just like, he's just like, oh, my shoes fell off. I'll go get them. <laughs> Walking through the mud. Up, oh, did it again. I'll go get them. So then, I mean, he finally, he's struggling to get them. He just, he sits on a log and he's just like, dude, this is it. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying. This, I'm about to die right yeah, I'm, here. I'm, yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah. So his son... Was able to get him to his bed, and then he falls into like a coma for a while, and he <sighs> died. Fuck me. Yeah. So his son and the doctor, they're rummaging through the cabinets and stuff, looking for his medicine to give him like before he died, and they find this bottle of some kind of black liquid, and the witch laughs, and she's like, "Yeah, I swapped out his medicine for poison." So she finally got old Jack, which was her main mission to kill this guy. So they tested the substance or whatever it was on the family cat, and it just fucking 
died. <laughs> died, yeah. He's he rolls going. over and soon he just like dies. So this doctor's terrible because John died and then they killed the cat too. So at his funeral, you can hear the witch laughing and she's singing drinking songs and stuff because she finally, she got her man, you know? She's such a fucking bitch. For some reason, the witch always wanted Betsy to break off her engagement with that guy, Josh Gardner, and marry her teacher, Richard Powell. And sure enough, after her dad died, Betsy was like, I don't want anything to happen to you, Josh, so I'm not going to marry you. I'm going to do what the ghost wants or the witch wants, and I'm going to marry Richard Powell. So she does that. And then the witch was kind of done after that, but she claimed she will return in seven years. So they had seven years of peace, but then she comes back. I think she talked to one of the younger boys. He ends up writing a book about this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then she says she's going to leave. She'll come back in 107 years to visit their most direct descendant or something like that. As far as we know, that didn't happen. But I can't remember the guy's name, but their most direct descendant did end up like writing a book, which is where we get most of our information from. And then, like I said, they had a six-year-old son. He wrote one of the most famous books about all this, but, I mean, he was a baby when all this shit happened, so he didn't really know what's going Mm. on. So, later down the road, when Betsy's with her teacher, Richard, a story comes out that, I mean, Richard takes Betsy to a hypnotist. So she... This is a waste of fucking time. Yeah, I got the shit kicked out of me. So she's (laughs) hypnotized. She's answering... They're asking her questions and stuff. She answers in a boy's voice that is very familiar because... So the witch at one point had brought four other entities into the haunting. I don't remember their names. One was like called Black Dog and then there was like the Mathematician and then there was... Anyway, there was one that was a little boy. So she's answering in that boy's voice. Could be a hint that maybe she was doing the haunting possibly. Anyway. We mentioned this before where young girls hate puberty (laughs) and then like ghosts come up. Right. So many emotions. Jesus. So she was kind of. Poor girls. There might have been a hint that John had started molesting Betsy right before these events took place. The dad. She may have created some kind of tulpa. Do you know what a tulpa is? Nope. A tulpa is kind of like a uh, some kind of entity that you think. You put so much energy into thinking something is real that you actually just create it. Yeah, I've actually I've actually heard about this this week. So that might be where ghosts and demons come up. So we think so I've much about into that it. The, or uh, we think our house is haunted so much this, that we actually uh, handsome comedian. He goes on uh, hunting tours very regularly, and he went to the Conjuring Estate last month and. Uh, you know, he's, he doesn't hear a lot of things, but he was so looking forward to the conjuring house that, and he's like, something's going to happen. And like, he did heard like things moving, but uh, then, and then Joe Rogan's like, I kind of feel that your perception, if you think it's going to happen, like, and if you put so much energy in uh, that. Well, that could be like how poltergeists are created. Or like me, I do so much into like serial killers and stuff that I just start thinking, I need to lock my doors. I need same, to do this and that. Same exact thing. I need thing. to do this and that. I don't want to go out in the dark because there might be Something. somebody out there. Or I'm researching a ghost haunting. I'm ta- I need to do this. I'm exposing. There's a- I'm exposing aliens, and then when I go outside, I look to the stars, and I'm just like, 
Right. I'm just enjoying the night. They're not going to probe me right now because I mentioned them. Yeah. So Otopa's just, you think so, but this, it's supposedly real. Like what we're talking about is in our heads. Like we, we're thinking something's happening, but nothing's really there. But this goes so far as I'm thinking my house is haunted. So then it actually becomes haunted. So just think of this. It removes the covers just like her father did to Banger. Oh. It covers her mouth just like her father did to Banger. And then the slaps. The slaps were said to be the Tulpa actually punishing Betsy for not telling anybody what was going on. So it was hurting her so much because it was trying to help her be like, bitch, tell somebody what's going on because he's just going to keep doing it. Anyway. Possible. That's a possibility. Oh, it just makes me sad. Yeah, it's very sad. <laughs> yeah, it's sad, yeah. Either way, if it's not true, she still got... This whole family got fucked up for like four or five years. And people are always like, well, they made this story up for exposure to make money or something. Like, no, people were coming to see this thing and John Bell would let people stay in his house and he's feeding them. And then these people are like, well, let me give you money. And he's like, no. Oh, no. Took that money. No, he didn't. They made no money off of this. It ruined their lives. And then he just fucking died. Maybe he should stop raping his youngest daughter. Could be true. Could not uh, be could true. Not Who be- knows? I don't know. You know, he had it coming. I felt really bad for him. Well, now you say that because yeah, you now think I he yeah. might. I don't know if it's true. The future generations wrote this book knowing that the, the dad Yeah, didn't. but all of this information has been... I mean, that's a, this is like a 200-year-old story. And then there's like so much all this stuff. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I'm pretty much just picked and choose everything to make this story sound cool and scary. Oh, I like but it. I mean, I don't know. You know. I don't know. So, yeah, that's the end of The Bell Witch. Oh, there is still... So the house is not... Oh, There's update. no more Bell Witch house or Bell family house. There is a Bell Witch cave, supposedly. Cave. One day, Betsy was out with like a neighbor boy. They went to this cave and the little boy went in searching the cave and somehow like it crumbled, it fell on him and he's about to die. When Betsy's about to go in to go save him, she says the Bell Witch stopped her and she was like, no. I'll go save him. So she goes in and saves that little boy somehow. And he's alive. Yeah, he was alive. So, yeah, people go to the cave nowadays to be like, oh, that's the Bell Witch Cave. She haunted this place. The Bell Witch did do some good stuff. A little bit. That's the story of the Bell Witch. Don't know if it's true. Oh, but it, it sounded great. Pretty good. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Beer Conspiracy Show. We really appreciate you guys. Remember to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next week for another episode of The Beer Conspiracy Show. My name is Sean. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>